if you take this seriously and you do it right, A, you're going to come out here in better shape. You're going to be more flexible. And you're going to feel better about yourself. But it's going to be one of the hardest workouts you've ever done if you do everything to the best of your ability. You're going to get better. You're going to see progress. And pretty soon, it'll just be what you do. So today's guest is Craig Schimmel. I met Craig through a mutual friend named Bill Rexford, who was coaching with Craig out in the 90s in Oregon. Craig is a longtime physical education teacher in the Oregon high school system out in Beaverton. He's been a teacher for 30 years. He's now retired. And he also served in the military, both in the Army and Navy Reserve, over three decades, including three tours in the Persian Gulf. Anyhow, Craig talks about how getting exposure to functional movement and yoga in the mid-90s helped him understand the benefits of yoga and brought a lot of those learnings into not only his physical education classes at Beaverton High School, but also coaching both lacrosse and football players and then years later working with military soldiers over in the Middle East. Anyhow, Craig and I have a great conversation. He's an awesome guy. And we just have a lot of thoughts around the benefits of yoga and how it can really help men, especially as they get older in years. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the show. Craig, hey, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. So, Craig, we've got a mutual friend in common, a guy named Bill Rexford, who was my first interview with this podcast. And Bill talked quite a bit about how he got into yoga in the 90s out in Oregon. And he was exposed to it through working with you coaching high school football. So when he shared that story with me, I said, well, I got to reach out to Craig and find out how he got into it because you made such an impact on Bill. So if you don't mind telling a little bit about yourself and sharing how you first got into yoga or how you first got exposed to it. Well, like I said, I was a high school football and lacrosse coach and taught PE for 31 years. And I got to know Bill back in the 90s when my son started playing lacrosse at Century High School. And when Bill asked me to help him coach, I knew nothing about lacrosse. So I was like, okay, well, we'll trade. I'll teach you a little bit about some of this functional stuff. And you teach me about lacrosse. So that's kind of how it got started. And at that time, when you guys met, you had already started to get into functional movement and yoga prior to that. Was it a few years before you guys met? It's probably maybe two or three years, I'm going to say. I had an ex-player of ours over at Beaverton High School who was a football player. He had a full ride to Stanford and played at Stanford for four years. He was drafted by the 49ers because he played under Walsh and Denny Green at Stanford, who was a Walsh protege. Anyway, he got hurt. And along his recovery, he ran into another guy, a guy named Pete Egescu, who uh, helped him as far as like rehabilitation. So he brought a lot of that to Beaverton High School when we hired him on as an offensive line coach. And the rehabilitation stuff was sort of functional movement, right? Correct. He came back up here. Our head coach at the time had the foresight to hire Brian as our offensive line coach. And as he came in, he wanted to take over the conditioning program. Because up until that point, that was probably 90, 95, 94, 95. Up to that time, we were doing just like everybody else, bigger, faster, stronger. Before that, we always had the power lifts and the Olympic lifts and everybody's doing that kind of thing. You're getting kids that can squat, you know, a freaking Volkswagen, but they're not real mobile. They're strong as hell, but they're not mobile and and fleet of foot or anything like that. So anyway, he started doing his thing and he started a company up here. At that time, it was called Function Dynamics. And we started into doing all these functional 
exercises. And so our off-season conditioning was spent doing a lot of this stuff. We'd still go in the weight room, but the emphasis wasn't so much on weights. It was more on functional movement and athletic movements that would be more transferable to what the kids are doing on the field. I mean, we were doing some weird things, especially guys like me that had been trained in the traditional big three or big four weight training things, like the deadlifts and the power cleans and bench and stuff. And so we were like, whoa, what's going on here? But his way of doing things made our kids more athletic. And the marriage between the weight part of it and the functional movement part, which is something I think is pretty mainstream now. I think most programs do that. We would do bear crawls up and down the stairs, different kinds of things. And it paid off dividends. Our kids were in much better shape. They were stronger all around. And it culminated in 97 when we went to the state championship game. And then again in 99, we went to the state championship game and won it all in 99. So a lot of it had to do with the fact our kids were in great shape and had a lot of good functional movement. So you were seeing some of this functional movement stuff. At what point did it become evident to you that what Brian was bringing was something that was yoga or was inspired by yoga? Like, when did you see the yoga connection? I discovered we were doing yoga when I was tagged in our department to teach yoga as a PE class, trying to get more kids involved in PE, especially since they're juniors and senior years, it was more of an elective class. So we were trying to get kids into it. So we were saying we need to offer some different kinds of classes. And one was yoga. And I was kind of like, nose goes. And it was like, oh, okay. I said, I know nothing about yoga. And I went and I bought three beginners yoga tapes by Rodney Yee. And I remember watching those and doing those over the course of a summer and writing the routines down. And while I was doing these things, I started thinking, this is a lot of the stuff that we were doing in our functional conditioning. By the way, obviously the internet wasn't as big back then. Right. How did you find Rodney Yee's yoga tapes? (laughs) I think I went to Google and I was looking through beginning yoga and I see this beginning yoga tapes. I said, well, okay, I might as well buy these. It was by this guy named Rodney Yee and I'd never heard of him before. I was like, I had no idea who this guy was. So that's kind of how I (laughs) I got those. So you would put the VHS tapes in. What was the stuff that Rodney Yee was doing? Were you on the couch kind of watching this on the TV thinking like, he's going to tell you about it? Or were you literally like, I need to stand in the room and start doing what Rodney Yee is doing on these tapes? I did the tapes. So I think the first time I'd watch it through and go like, okay. And then the second time after the first time I walked through, then I would start doing it with him. But it was funny. I always laughed because I said, this is supposed to be a beginner's tape. And the way he was doing things, I'm trying to do what he's doing, and he's moving at such a clip, and I'm just going like, there's no way this is for beginners. Right, because by the time you figure out what he's doing, he's already on to the next one. Yeah, and the overall thought, I remember when I first started doing these tapes, I kept going like, dear Lord, I don't think I've worked this hard in my life. I'd be sweating, I'd be breathing heavy, and that's kind of one of those things that a lot of the kids, once I started teaching the class and getting more and more kids interested in yoga at school, I'd bring them in. And that was one of the first things I talked to them about at the beginning of class. It's like, if you take this seriously and you do it right, A, you're going to come out here in better shape. You're going to be more flexible. You're going to feel better about yourself. But it's going to be one of the hardest workouts you've ever done if you do everything to the best of your ability. Right. And just because you can't do some of the things now, keep going because you will over the course of the nine weeks, or if you take it again the next semester, you're going to get better. You're going to see progress. And pretty soon it'll just be what you do. 
So who was it, Brian, the guy who played at football? Brian Cassidy, correct. So what Brian was doing and what Rodney and the tapes, what kind of stuff did you bring into the high school program? Oh, my gosh. Well, the high school program was mid to late 90s. The PE class, I did strict yoga. Sun salutations, just the basic flow. Yep. I was taking those tapes and then I got a book on yoga and I started looking through this book on yoga. And then I started going online and trying to figure out routines and how to put routines together. But some of the things that we did in Brian's class with our athletes, we do the downward dog and the upward dog. Or yeah. That's the other thing I've noticed about yoga. Sometimes, especially later on, I would be calling it these different things. Yep. And for some kids that were really into it, like, well, that's not what it's called. And we're like, well, okay. And I found that different poses, they can have one or two different names. Well, I think some people will give the Sanskrit name in class and other people will do right. sort of an English version. And then even the English versions are different. For mountain pose or Tadasana, there's another Sanskrit name as well. So there's usually at least one Sanskrit, maybe two. And then on the English side, there's one or two English names. And then you might have somebody who just gives it a name so the mm -hmm. class doesn't get hung up on the name. So I yep. totally hear you. Like the name's important, but sometimes it's more important about what they're doing and how they're doing it. Whatever they did, as long as it transposed to whatever pose I wanted to do. And I think sometimes it was much easier to call it a different name rather than like you're saying the Sanskrit name or whatever. It's kids like, well, this is too Eastern or whatever. <laughs> you don't want to lose these guys 10 minutes into yeah, it, right? Yeah. Right. What do you think about yoga really makes it such a satisfying practice? but also such an effective practice. Like if you had to kind of boil it down, what do you think it is? I think it's one of those things where mentally, just the discipline of doing some of the stuff that you're doing, it's different than what you've done before, but you feel like you've accomplished something. Yep. And then you see the results too. You start thinking, you get these guys that, yeah, I can do push-ups all day long. But again, like I say with a lot of the kids, you're tight as a drum and you can't do a lot of things. They'd see their fitness scores. And when we do our push-ups and sit-ups and, and run our mile and a half or two miles, they would see, well, I got better. And they said, yeah, you got better because you become more flexible. So your right. bodies move better. And I think they saw that part of it too. So you took some of the elements to teach the high school programs. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me also, you served in the military. You were in the Navy? Yes. Navy Reserve, yes. And how many years were you in the Navy? Well, between the Navy and then the Army Reserve, I was in over 30. So just about the same amount of time. Oh, wow. What kind of stuff were you doing? I started out in communications and then moved into more of a security role. I deployed two major deployments. First one was with a port security unit. So we did a lot of just defensive work as far as like when they were bringing the ships in to offload to go into Iraq, we provided the seaward security. So you were in the Middle East for a part of your service? Correct. For probably almost three years. Oh, wow. In total. Then the second major deployment was with the Army Reserve and I was a civil affairs. So working with local people in the villages down near a little place called Zare down in the Kandahar district. And along the way, you were saying you were teaching some of the Navy Reserve. You were actually teaching them a bit of yoga. Is that right? When we were on our first deployment, when we were doing our first spin-up, we were down in Coronado. So in the mornings, we'd go out and we'd do our daily exercises and stuff out on the big ball field at the, the north end of the base there in Coronado. And that was one of my jobs was to lead calisthenics for about 100 guys. And we did have a set script 
of things to do. That was the military said, you have to do this stuff. We've been doing this for 45 years. You still have to do this stuff, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> but then I started bringing in a basic warm-up of basically yoga kind of things. Yeah. So if you can remember, what were some of the yoga kind of things that you brought into it? Because clearly there was stuff that you, as a physical education teacher in high school for 30 some odd years, you must have thought, well, if I've got these men, these enlisted men, and we're doing calisthenics and our exercises. Here's the stuff that I think is the most valuable and important with yoga, and I want these guys doing it. We did a lot of getting warmed up, lots of things to warm up the shoulders, a lot of things to warm up the chest and the deltoids, all the other muscles in the upper body. Did a lot of, we used to call them dive bombers, where you're in your downward dog and you swoop down underneath yep. and then come back. So we did a lot of that, a lot of warrior poses. Mm -hmm. I used to call them that, kind of kept it the whole Oh yeah, you know, warrior. You right. know, so we're going to do this. And so just things like that. And then we'd get into our daily routine of exercise and we'd do another cool down period where we'd do some more of that stuff. Maybe some gave you feedback, maybe you just noticed it in others, but what did you sense for how those guys responded to doing some yoga stuff, whether they realized it was yoga or not? <laughs> I still remember one time as we were doing it, probably about the second or third day. And I remember having somebody yell out because in the beginning, there's a lot of groaning. As you can attest, a lot of it's not really comfortable. Sure. You know, especially if you don't have the range of motion to do some things or you don't have the strength to do some things, it's difficult. But again, that comes in time. But I heard one guy yelling out, this is yoga. And I was like, yes, it is. And my thought was a lot of them were going like, this is a lot harder than I imagined that it would be. Especially if you have to hold it for a minute or so, or even exactly. just a few cycles of breath. It may not look like much, but if you're sitting in warrior pose, warrior one, warrior two, whatever, for like 30 seconds, your muscles are going to be shaking. And there was a lot of that too. People go like, I'm shaking. <laughs> like this. You're like, I said, well, hang in there. Just, and a lot of it, I think, especially a lot of the guys would take it as a challenge now. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to shake. I'm going to hold this thing. Right. And so they kind of got to that point where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. Doing stuff, but with 100 guys, you couldn't really go around and try to correct everybody. So sure. we just kind of did what we had to do. But I think overall, it went off really well and people enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm sure they did. I think anyone who gets exposed to yoga who comes in with the right mindset and is looking to like just be open to it. You come away with something. Yes, you do. That's why I think more people, especially men, got to get out there and try it. So I'm just curious, when you do yoga, what does it look like for you? And what are the kind of things that you've taken away as some of the benefits that you've gotten out of it? My practice is probably very basic. Sun salutation. And maybe do that two or three times just to kind of get my body going in the morning if I need to, or if I've been sitting down for a long time. Um, I know my body will tell me, you got to get up and move. You got to go do something. Right. And a lot of times just doing a simple sun salutation is all I really kind of need to do. And you get done with that. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, I feel much better. My body feels like it's done something. The muscles feel a little more alive and you just feel better. Yeah. I know some yeah. people talk about how it helps with stress or it helps with sleep or focus oh, or yeah. balance. I mean, have you found that? as you age, that you're more mindful and aware of kind of your balance and just all those things, I guess. Oh, most definitely. There are certain things that I think as you get older, there's certain things I just won't do anymore because my balance is not there. But I'd like to say that doing just some basic routines helps me do that. 
But I guess in my old man mind, I started going, nah, it's not worth the risk. And that was one of the things that kind of brings me back to like the high school kids. They would feel so much better when the class was over. And I don't know how many times that was brought into it. You're like, I feel so relaxed right now. Or kids who go like, this is exactly what I needed to do at this point in time of the day. These are high school kids telling you this. That's great. Yeah. And it was like, okay, that's cool. That's really cool. I mean, I had such great attendance for those classes. You rarely had kids out. That was one of the things. Kids would be like, well, I was going to skip today, but I wanted to come to, I knew I had yoga today. There's no fear of a quiz because they figure if there's a quiz, they can at least wing it (laughs) and they're going to get a curve, right? Yeah. At the very end of the semester, I gave me a function quiz. Oh, nice. You know, so I said, okay, so you've got so many seconds to do this pose, go. And then you have to look around the room and see who's retaining it. Right. Right. So as we get closer towards the end here, I'm, I'm just curious, you've had a full life. You're continuing living a full life. You're in your 60s. You've been in the military. You've been in physical education, football coach and lacrosse coach. You've practiced yoga and taught yoga. With all that knowledge and perspective, for those who haven't gotten into yoga or tried it and just decided not to come back to it, what advice would you give those guys who really haven't given it much consideration and what you would tell them? I would think to the guy who has never done it, I'd say, give it a shot. Give it a good, honest trial. Find a class someplace and do it for a month or two. And don't be discouraged if you can't do those things right away, because it's like anything else. The more you do it, the better you get at it. You go into a class, there's going to be people that are like flexible as a rubber band in there. And then there's going to be guys like me who they say, downward dog, it looks like a, this just looks like a, plank position to me and then those guys on it and go like oh it really wasn't for me i tell you you know ask yourself you know did you give it a good honest effort as far as like did you try it like i said even though i haven't practiced i haven't had a class or done those things for a while in the back of my mind i keep going like i need to go do it because i really kind of miss that and like i said i don't care how well i do anything i don't compare myself to anybody else right when i got done with my classes I feel good about myself. My body felt good and my mind felt good. That's all you really need. I mean, no matter if you're in your 20s or in your 70s or whatever, I think lifting and running and doing other stuff is great. But there's something about yoga and what you get out of it, going to a class or doing it at home, even for 20 minutes, like kind of is a great tune up for all the things you're not really even thinking about. Well, that's why even though I don't do a long routine, just that sun salutation two or three times through, and then I'll add things to it. Hey, Craig, listen, I appreciate you making some time and joining us. I know Bill thinks very highly of you. You had a major impact on Bill in the 90s in a lot of way, and yoga was one of them. So thanks again for joining us. Thanks for your service to our country and doing all the great things you've done and the people you've touched in your career and your life. So thanks again. I appreciate this time to share with you, Derek. So thank you very much. And same goes to Bill. Bill was a big influence on me and my kids. So he's a great guy. That's awesome, Craig. All right, man. We'll have a good one and I'm sure we'll cross paths again soon. I hope so. All right. Take care. Take care.